Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are doing our book topic for the love of horror, which means we are going to be discussing everything horror. And at the same time, we are going to be discussing a fun little thing we've decided to do as a trio, which is make book boo baskets for each other. <sighs> don't don't sound excited, Sarah. So, how this is going to work is between discussing horror books, we are also going to share some fun facts about ourselves in, like, Halloween horror-related lead-in. I'm being kicked off my own bed. But anyway, so we're going to also share some fun facts about ourselves as we answered a questionnaire to help each other, like to make the boo baskets so you guys might want to pull up your answers i'm 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 getting there our own what the hell is this you didn't say our answers were going to be shared <laughs> i in fact <laughs> did say our answers were going to be shared you just didn't pay With attention each other <laughs> no i said we're going to share it during our love of horror episode when i didn't even know we were doing a love of horror until you texted about it like today or yesterday i don't even remember Okay, Let's so I here. remember her saying it and me just going, yeah, she said something. And well, out I, loud or via text? Yeah, she, no, she said it out loud. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Well, shit. I literally said, I'll come up with a survey and get it to you both to use in the episode and provide inspiration. We can sort out other details this Saturday. I thought you meant just before the episode, not during. <laughs> <laughs> well. You'd have well, thought about your answers well. differently then, wouldn't you have? <laughs> I mean, I probably would have yeah. put a little bit more effort into it. Yeah, I was going to say, your answers were sassy and incomplete, but you know. <laughs> do you have your answers up, Sarah, or do I need to pull up your answers? Um, no, I don't have them, but I can get them easily. I have them up now. Okay. So, what do you guys know about the horror genre, if anything? It's a genre. It's a genre. Oh, that is helpful. Thank you. <laughs> it can come in book or movie format or like TV show format or like any media format, really, if you try. Do you know um, any of the subgenres? Psychological. Oh, yeah, I looked that up because that was one of our questions, and I was just like, Yeah, I only was. mentioned that because I saw it on your questionnaire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, fun fact there are considered six subgenres of horror, although there were many more than that, but like these are the distinct ones. The first one is my all time favorite gothic which is horror novels that focus specifically on death and to be clear i'm getting this information from master class then there is paranormal which is horror novels involving ghost stories or supernatural horror events that do not exist within the context of scientific explanation we then have the third category which is a cult which is horror novels about ritual practices that are not considered religion or science there is then dark fantasy, which is horror novels that blend dark elements of fantasy. 
survival horror novels in which main characters are being hunted and trying to survive within their circumstances and then this is sarah's favorite science fiction horror which are horror novel horror novels that blend elements horror of science novels. fiction horror novels there are horror novels sarah your, your science fiction horror. is horror Horror. We need to say horror a lot because it's just going to come out as horror. 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 <laughs> so those are the six subcategories. I expressed my favorite, which is Gothic, and I pointed out Sarah's, which you want to confirm that, Sarah? I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, oh, bullshit. Sarah's favorite is science fiction. And anyone who's listened to any of our previous October episodes knows this for a fact. I'm just glad that's an actual like valid genre because I didn't know the genre types when I was answering that question. I didn't even know there were specifics. I was just like, the sci-fi kind. The sci-fi kind. <laughs> Nicely done, Sarah. So Kim, what is your favorite subgenre? Okay, so I said psychological, but that was the first one on the list that I pulled up. So you guys clearly no, no. spent so much time answering no, these questionnaires. I did, I did. Um, but then as you went through the list, okay, sci-fi just really scares me. So I don't like sci-fi because that's like aliens. What? Um, what? Why are you reading I a horror like book? If you don't want to be scared, know, why? Okay, so what I came to the conclusion of is I haven't really read a lot of horror books. <laughs> and I'm not sure I actually like the genre at all. Um, I what? love The Luminous Dead. The I love The Luminous Dead. Um, but yeah, that... Mm. But you liked you dead, liked Dead Silence, too. Which one was Dead Silence? That's the uh, one where it's like the Titanic space. space. Oh, yeah, I really like that one. And you like so sci-fi love the haunting of Hill House. Oh well, that's I liked the haunting of Hill House. Okay, you love you, the haunting of Hill House. You also like Hell Followed with Us. Which one was that one? Do you remember what that one was? Mm -mm. I just the plague that was trans main no. character. Trans main character, yeah. yeah. The disease, yeah. There was like a plague, wasn't there? At some point, oh, it's just the survivors after yeah, she, turning yeah, into a monster. Are, yeah yeah but that one was kind of science fictiony you you also like gideon the ninth which is considered horror <clears throat> what sarah yeah what i don't know why gideon the ninth would be considered horror other than they clack around in skeletons you, you also like the only good indians every genre <laughs> i also liked what the only good indians yeah okay that so, one was yeah. horror I like uh, you liked the death of Jane Lawrence. Did I? You did not <laughs> as much as the Luminous Dead, but you did like it. Okay. Let's see here. Do I have any other ones on here that I know for and a I've fact? I've read her before? new one because that's the same writer, right? Death of Jane yeah. Lawrence and Luminous Dead, and I've read her new one on an arc, and yeah, I, and I quite enjoyed it too. It was yeah. not the best of the three. No. Well, Luminous I'm only Dead halfway was, through it, but no. Luminous Dead was <laughs> phenomenal. Okay, but yeah, that's that's all the horror we've read. But you've you've actually liked, like, and Mexican Most Gothic, but you didn't read Mexican Gothic. Um, 
but you actually were more likely to like horror than any other genre that we've read <laughs> except for maybe you, science fiction as i say do you have stats on 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 the on the genres and what we like as to how many we've read and which one we liked best no just the actual stats on it just where you're no, that's what my new genre that's what my new list is is because i'll know exactly what rankings we put each of the books at so that way then i can tell you what the top three are and i i don't have the genres listed but i can list the genres next to it if you guys really want to know you should you know for the sake of data i think you should okay too. i will work on that you so can do that you right now can... yeah i'm not gonna do it right now sarah because i am currently hosting a podcast um someone doesn't like multitasking <laughs> i am obviously okay. kidding obviously so okay so yeah Kim, we've like completely de yeah i'm like we've completely derailed so what is your favorite su subgenre then what did i put psychological psychological yeah, yeah. so that Even would be like silence of the lambs more. yeah i know and and actually Ooh, i like I, that I, one. I, I like Science Silence of the Lambs. I have read it. I've read Red Dragon. Um, I like Silence of the Lambs better, but yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, psychological. What about you, Amberly? Okay. What is your favorite subgenre? She said Gothic. Gothic. Oh, is that oh, okay? <laughs> it's like one of the first subgenres that popped up. Okay. So. That's my next little piece of like fun fact trivia. Um, so horror as a genre is considered to definitively, we can trace it all the way back to ancient Rome. Lead in. No. I don't ignore that cat or else all of your statements are going to be, sh you know, cut off by lead in. Lead in. Lead in Anyways. Everyone should know that about our wonderful. Love her, cat. but my God. If it is something she can stand on, she is going to try. So, anyways, horror as a genre can be traced back all the way to ancient Rome and Greece. Because, you know, that's most written language can be traced back to there. They're not sure about written language past that. Um, but that genre, that the genre is that old because um, you do have things like... Uh, Oh, what was it that it quoted like Hippolaus? Death. There's death and tragedy and like like solving death. So why do you keep looking to the side? My microphone's right there, and when I face towards you guys, it doesn't pick up the sound. Per Sarah. Why don't you so, never, never mind? I don't have anywhere else to put it, okay? I am trying not to move the microphone around and wave it around as I talk. So this is what you guys get. I can I can move the camera this way. Does that make you feel a little less like I'm talking away from you? Oh, I, yes. I don't really care. I know you don't care, Sarah. You're just existing because we require it of you. Okay. So, like I said, ancient robe, ancient Greece. Then... The first development of a subgenre is in the 1700s with Gothic. And the first Gothic, or what they equate to Gothic, is... Oh, that button doesn't do what I want it to do. 
is the castle of Otranto from 1764 by Horace Walpole. And the brief the brief of it is in a faraway medieval realm, Manfred, an arrogant and evil prince, rules with an iron fist. Banishing his wife to the castle dungeon, he confines and plans to wed the lovely Isabella, fiance of his recently deceased son. The prince's plans are foiled, however, when a well-meaning peasant helps the young woman escape through the castle's underground passages. Grizzly supernatural events further aid in fulfilling a prophecy that spells doom for the prince and justice for Isabella's rescuer and rightful heir to the throne. I'm sorry, but you cannot name your evil person Manfred and expect anyone <laughs> to take them seriously. Maybe in the 1700s you could. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's considered the first like true gothic first book. Um, however, the well-known Edgar Allan Poe is considered to be like the most defining voice that really solidified the whole idea that gothic is death and romance and mystery all combined into one, um, which is what most people know gothic to be this, these days. So that leads to, I'm going to ask you guys another question on your survey here, which is... Uh, do any of you guys have a favorite Halloween movie? Sarah. So, oh, Sarah, you go first. Woo. I don't. None. There's none that you enjoy watching. I couldn't even think of a single Halloween movie. You like Silence of the Lambs? It's not like a Halloween movie. It is. Does it take place during Halloween? I didn't see any trick-or-treating or, or jack-o'-lanterns. It is a horror movie, and you know that's what I meant. No, I did not. I thought it was oh. a Halloween-themed movie, and I could not think of any. I pulled up a list of Halloween movies, and um, I, I just was like, meant movies I have that you were likely... Of these. And that's what threw me a off movie. Of that's what threw me off my whole list because I was like, I don't do Halloween movies, and I didn't. Yeah, you threw me fully into Halloween mode, and I was I'm, like, I'm I am not going to put Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas on here. I'm not. I have slept through that movie three times. Um, <laughs> you have. I've never and seen I... Hocus Pocus. I, I, yeah, I could not come up with one Halloween movie. Yeah, then I finally those two are the I'm only like two that on. came to mind for me. Yeah. And I don't like either of them, and especially Hocus. There's Hocus. also Halloween Town. I yeah, I haven't seen heard it. of it. Haven't seen it. Oh man! Frank so what I meant Halloween? It. Oh, it's adorable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I said Halloween movie, I was thinking like a movie you like to specifically watch during like the Halloween season. So I'm no. sorry. I meant horror. Don't have film. one for that either. <laughs> I just watch movies when I watch movies. I don't. Do you have a horror movie that you like to watch? Yeah, I mean, my favorite horror movie would be Event Horizon. Okay. That's a really good one. What about you, Kim? Do you have a favorite horror movie? I put Stigmata. I don't know if it's actually technically horror, but. Does it have Halloween in it? No, it doesn't. It probably falls under a cult. Yeah. 
So that is a subgenre. Mine, which is not going to shock anyone, is Crimson Peak. What? Which again is a gothic <laughs> <laughs> story with uh, Tom Hiddleston. It is a so, very pretty movie. It is a gorgeous movie. Yeah. It is fantastic. It is like peak gothic. But yes. I tell you, it, it makes me uh-huh. really comfortable watching it. So, yeah. Peak gothic. It was the pun intended? So... What? Oh, no. Crimson <laughs> Peak is the peak of gothic. <laughs> the other one that I like is The Invitation. That came out just a couple years ago. I don't know if I know that one. Sound about vampires? Oh, yes. Okay. About what? Vampires. vampires. Ah. It, it, this woman uh, gets invited to her old ancestral home in England. Um, and then like, well, she, to meet her extended family. And then like the owner of the property wants to marry her. And like, it goes from there. I don't want to say anything like more. It's like a perfectly normal vacation. Because <laughs> it gives away a lot, but it's very good. And the cast is gorgeous. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, that one's a good one. Highly recommend it. Oh my goodness. I think I have it on my Amazon if you want to be able to watch it. If like you want something. And then uh, my favorite is Hocus Pocus that Sarah bashed on for a children's movie mm-hmm. she shakes her head it. never seen it oh you would hate it as an adult it's atrocious to watch as an adult okay yeah i never saw it's it as not... a kid i only saw scenes as an adult um... yeah as a kid it was like at, at least for me that was like when you knew it was halloween season is because the disney channel would play it and it was like yes it's halloween time I can watch Hocus Pocus in Halloween Town. Um, and then they would play, like play it like every weekend. So me and my siblings watched it like every chance we got. So yeah. yeah. Allie loves it. So Oh yeah. No, Allie loves I don't think Martin loves it, but Martin doesn't love a lot of things. <laughs> so <laughs> if you asked him his favorite horror movie, he would come up with something obscure and highbrow and metal. Like, yeah. so okay let me see here i've got more more let's see here what do i have Um, okay so i was kind of curious to see like what is considered like the epitome of each genre? Boy, stop fighting. Or fight harder. That's man. Ow. Okay. So I pulled up a list of like recommended horror books for subgenres. So for paranormal horror, the first one that they recommend is The Changeling by Victor Lavelle. It's supposed to be really good. Then, oh, okay. Uh, then The Exorcist. Then It and Duma Key by Stephen King. Um, which 
I don't know. I'm sure, particularly since we went to the the Stanley Hotel last year, I really don't understand like the like chokehold that Stephen King holds on horror. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? Do you know why? I mean, no. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you like Stephen. Knowledge. I don't know. Maybe you're secretly a massive Stephen King fan. I've read quite a few of his books. They're good, but I think maybe it just might be an effect of saturation. He writes a lot, so his books are readily available. Especially like if they take up half of the horror section in a bookstore. <laughs> he, writes, he writes a lot. Also, I can see you're focusing so hard, Sarah. Yeah, you you made the mistake of lifting your phone up into the screen so I could see it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. And I think for me, like the struggle I have is he has this weird need to like overly sexualize his books, and then he like juxtaposes it with like children, and it just makes me feel like, ugh. You know what I mean? The only Stephen King I have read is I started reading it, and it was just like the density of. How you also read The detail. Shining. Well, The Shining, yeah. <laughs> Last year. Last year. Um, <laughs> on my own, of my own volition, the only book I have read by Stephen King was I attempted to read it, and the details, it, it, it was just tedious to get through it. I, I couldn't. And they're people were like always raving so on thick. the fact. They're yeah. like people rave on the fact that you know so much about the, the characters. I'm just like, I don't need to know this much about the characters. I have attempted to start Pet Cemetery, I think two to three times. Oh, I like that one. And I got as far as the first time the child visits the cemetery with the father. And that's it. I just kept like getting distracted by other things. I think they're remaking Pet Cemetery the movie. I think Probably. they've done it like eighty thousand times. So I know, but I think they're doing another one. Yeah, that I mean that would be the other thing is it's like I don't really have to read the books if I could just watch an hour long movie. It'll take me less time, <laughs> which is awful and normally not the way I feel about books and movie adaptations. Okay, so then. The next one that has like some recommended books is, and this they they call the subgenre non supernatural horror. Um, so these are just like the dread of unknown and day to day fears per this website. So again, we get Misery by Stephen King, The Silence of the Lambs by Thomas Harris, and then uh, we get Mapping the Interior. By Stephen Graham Jones. Which I didn't realize he had another book. I didn't realize Stephen King wrote Misery. I haven't read it. I love the movie. Well, I don't love the movie. Oh. I find the movie disturbing. Man, I might have to grab this one for me. It's only 112. For, for reference, uh, the, the author I'm looking at, the one who wrote Mapping the Interior, that's the same one who wrote The Only Good Indians. 
Um, which is oh. like, ah, interesting. Because uh, this one is walking through his own house at night. 15-year-old thinks he sees another person stepping through a doorway. Instead of the people who could be there, his mother or his brother, the figure reminds him of his long-gone father who died mysteriously before his family left the reservation. When he follows it, he discovers his house is bigger and deeper than he knew. Hmm. So, sounds interesting. So yeah, so that's non-supernatural. Although I'm kind of curious how that last one is not supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then another genre that you can come across, obviously, is gothic. Can you guys guess what gothic books they listed? Um, Let me see. Haunting of Hill House and Crimson Peak. Um, Crimson Peak is a movie. I thought that it was a book, too. Was it not a book, too? No. Okay, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Uh, How dare you guess, Kim? (laughs) After she asked me to guess. Can you guys guess? I'm sorry. I feel like I was expecting closer to what they have listed here, which is like Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> Dracula by I Bram Stoker. I don't, yeah, whatever. But Frankenstein or I Dracula? Either. I know they are. That doesn't mean that's what it registers in my head. And then The Woman in Black by Susan Hill, which is an excellent play. Do you remember seeing that play, Kim? You both are on your phones. Are you? Could you guys engage back into the conversation? I put my phone down. Did you put your phone down? You talking to Sarah? Because yeah. I don't have my phone. Yeah. So, Kim, um, do you remember the play The Woman in Black? I do, and I remember it scared me. It scared you, too. It, yeah, okay. So, for those who are like, okay, so what is it about? Uh, so in London, they do this as a very small, intimate theater. It probably seated like 150 people at most. Yeah. And the characters go through the story, which is this man ends up in this, like, I mean, it's Gothic. He ends up in this decrepit house in the far distance where he can't easily get to society. Um, and there is a woman haunting the house. And for the play... She's in black. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, All coming together. And in the play, they don't, the actors don't ever acknowledge that the woman in black is actually another actor. They treat her like she is a ghost actually haunting the space that they are reacting to. Like she doesn't even come out to bow at the end. Um, and honestly, so, the, the, the so str- she just shows up and they start screaming and running off the stage. Uh, chasing, reacting, screaming. Um, Isn't there at one I, point where the lights go dark and she appears in the middle of the audience? Yeah, scared the people screamed. It was yeah, awesome. I wouldn't say hilarious. I don't even think it was, think it was awesome. like the middle of the audience. It was they had that special trap door at the very front of the stage, but because of how small the theater was, you felt like you were sitting on stage. So it felt like she appeared amongst yeah. us. And I remember the rocking chair. Yeah. Oh, and that was the, the other thing is there cool. were different elephants that moved and stuff. So yeah, it was it was impressive. Um, yeah. It's actually a pretty good book too. 
like it, it's it's solidly gothic i i like that one and it's interesting because it's one of the few gothic m- books that focuses on a male protagonist as opposed to a female protagonist because usually gothic books favor female protagonists not male protagonists so Alrighty, so that is that one. And then another, let's see. Bum, bum, bum. You know, let's answer another question. Let's see here. Oh, God, I love Sarah's response to this. So, Sarah, it's not fall until. Wait, let me find my answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your answer? It's not fall until the autumnal equinox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> when is it fall for you? I didn't really have an answer, so I just said the temperatures had to be 65 degrees or below. <laughs> uh, chilly. I, I did say when it starts cooling down is when it's, you know, starts to feel like fall. I do have to say my nephew had an adorable, like, close proximity to this question earlier because i tried to have him try our dinner with the pumpkin in it and he was like refusing because he's like it's not october i cannot eat pumpkin until october (laughs) good for him yeah create a line and stand i did eventually force him oh no he did eventually eat it and like it and then he ran away so he, he had a bite and enjoyed it. And yes, Sarah, I heard your yuck over us eating pumpkin. Oh, no, it was really good. I don't think Sarah likes pumpkin. You don't like pumpkin? Why would Based I like on pumpkin? her facial expression. Because it's yummy and delicious and very good for you. It is. That has never, <laughs> ever made me more inclined to eat something. In fact, that tends to be a factor as to why I don't eat something. Or well, not why you won't try reasoning. something? No, but the things that are good for you tend to be disgusting. So they they don't they don't actually. Water is good. I like water. Water is good. Okay, then Sarah, what are your favorite like fall snacks? That's such a weird question. Have like favorite specific like, to a season. favorite sweet a f- favorite candy favorite salty snack. You want me to read all of the different snack type yes, answers yes, that you put on your okay answer. yes yes. So my must have Halloween candy was Reese's peanut butter cups. My favorite sweet still Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> I was confused as to that question because it seemed redundant, but sure. Also, Twix, Snickers, and Milky Way. Pretty much anything milk chocolate that doesn't have a candy shell. I but don't like those. It wasn't redundant because you did have other things that you liked as sweets. Continue. Yes, because I didn't want to just leave Reese's Peanut Butter Cups on there by itself and to be repetitive. Um, and then you asked favorite salty, and I was like, I don't know, do chips count? And if they do, I guess like ruffles, they do. like the original flavor, or cheddar and sour cream. Um, and then you asked about savory, and I was confused, because all I could think about was meat. And I was like, I don't snack on meat. Don't really have a savory. And so that was the answer I put. <laughs> smart. 
What? I'm sorry. I just snort laughed when oh. you said you can't snack on meat. I said I don't really snack on meat. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about you, Kim? What are your favorite seasonal, non-seasonal foods? I'm embarrassed to say candy corn. I absolutely freaking love candy corn, even though I know Isn't it that just wax? Yeah, I say it doesn't taste like anything, but I just absolutely love candy corn. Um, and I also put on my list Sarah's brownies, but I haven't had those in a really long time, so I don't know. Um, salty. Hint, I said, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Sarah. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> wouldn't those anything. kill you at this point? No, they wouldn't kill me. I don't have that kind of diabetes. It's a slow <laughs> kill. It's not a not an instant kill. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Uh, you can make her a batch of brownies to include in the boo basket you, you know no you don't have to <laughs> uh my favorite salty and i said for halloween and then i said pretzels because um some people like then, salty things for halloween yeah okay or just like a variety of snacks savory i didn't know what savory meant so i looked it up and cheese was on the list so i went with cheese cheese oh, is I a pretty solid cheese. the answer What's that? Just I didn't think of cheese either. Cheese? Yeah, well, I did cheese, cream cheese, and triscuits. But uh, oh. yeah, just cheese. I love cheese. I uh, I have no cheese. But like right now. specific type of cheese. Tillamook um, genre, like a subgenre. <laughs> Swiss. I, will you let me speak? She's talking <laughs> to me. Maybe. Tillamook. Mild cheddar. I really like the baby loaf, which is just mild cheddar, but it's different. If you know, you know. Big. Um, it's a square. block of cheese. Block of cheese, and you slice. Yeah. You just cut pieces. Slices off. Oh, oh! Something really big just flew in here. What the fuck is that? I'll be right back. I think it's a praying mantis. Ooh! Bring it over if it is. I have to be able to catch it. Are you? You are a praying mantis. Let's see, let's see. I'm trying. Gosh. Come here, baby. Oh, you're flying over there. Oh, where are you going? Oh, that's not a choice. Why over? Why are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I love how that went from like a weird like horror moment to like, oh, a praying mantis. Come here, baby. <laughs> Do you see it? Uh, oh, not yet. Arm up. Oh, my arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. That is most definitely a praying mantis. Oh, yeah, most assuredly. <laughs> it's looking at us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think that's, okay. I think that's a male. I don't care. I'm going to take it outside. Okay. It doesn't want to be in here. Oh, of course you not. There's no ladies in there. You are Sarah, put the phone down. Nothing is even happening right now. We're waiting for Kim to let a praying mantis go outside. All right, she's outside. It is outside. Or he. Don't or he. <gasps> that was fun. I caught a praying mantis. Congratulations. Thank you. I just think it was excellent. It really went from like, oh no, what is it? Oh God. To what giant thing baby? is in here? Oh, it looks like a praying mantis. I'm not scared of those. I'm not scared of most bugs, but anyway. 
Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Whatever. Whatever is our next talking point? Let's see. Let's see. Oh. Okay. So another genre. Yes. Is. Okay. Well, this is definitely one. Um, body horror. And this one is considered like graphic violations or mutations of the human body. So it kind of includes zombies, monster, or slasher horror. Um, so kind of Frankenstein falls into this category, though it's not like, for this article, it's not what they epitomize as it. They do The Troop by Nick Cutter, Bunny by Mona Awad, and I'm going to butcher this and I apologize, Uzumaki by uh, Junji Ito. Have any of you read? Have you guys read any of those? No. 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 Although I think I've heard of the Sarah, last one. Sarah, did you even hear the titles? Oh, yeah. Yes. Junji Ito is very, very well known. I forgot what the first one was, but then you said Bunny and then Uzumaki. Uh, the first one was The Troop by Nick Cutter. Hmm. Yeah, definitely have not heard of that one. I think I've heard of Uzumaki. But yeah, it, Junji Ito, he does a lot of like, uh, like oh, manga yeah, style graphics. Yeah, he's also done, let's see here, Shiver. Uh, um, I've let's heard see, of I'm trying. The one book Censor... we, read that we were talking about earlier is kind of, kind of body horror. Um, kind of, because they're her her body was transforming or they yeah I, don't, I can't remember what his i think he they he they okay yeah Hopeful that definitely has this? is that what you're referring yeah. to yeah 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 that definitely had body horror elements to it i will say body horror isn't my favorite thing uh just because sometimes the descriptions gets like gratuitous and like just like bleh. and that doesn't creep me hey. out it just forces me out what you know Why i feel like tell me i'm worthless kind people? of fits into there oh but that's not improving my odds of liking body horror <laughs> <laughs> just when you said it seemed gratuitous i was like oh that connection fired oh i thought you were saying hey like hey i like body horror and i was like you haven't mentioned it yet sarah well, Actually, I do I sometimes. Sarah said when we were reading Hell Followed with us that she liked body horror. Yes, she has previously mentioned a yeah. small enjoyment but, of it. I mean, it also depends on what the book is actually about or story is about. Because um, yeah. obviously, Tell Me I'm Worthless was not one of those that I enjoyed. Oh, tell me I'm worthless. I thought you were talking about Hell yeah. Followed with us. And I was like, you were very excited about that. Oh, um, my and Lord. I processed. I said, tell me I'm worthless. It's like I said, I the know, title no, of the book, I know. I... Not? You did. You did. I had to process which one was the right title. I oh. My brain has completely and utterly wiped Tell Me I'm Worthless from it. It's really sad. It was a good book. So, like, oh, tell me I'm worthless. Not <laughs> that one. I read, I didn't read that one. I don't know if that was a good book. <laughs> We are all having a really hard time following these conversations. 
Might be kind of late here. Might be. You said it so confidently. I know. I know. I was. (laughs) I was full on there. (laughs) I am excited for the the next book by the uh, Andrew Joseph White. I don't think Sarah will like it though. Is it in the series? No, this one is a another trans character, but it's set in Victorian times. Um, oh God! <laughs> Sarah really wants to read that, so she would appreciate it if you would put that on the list. It's called "The Spirit Bears Its Teeth," and it's set in. So it's more. And I'm going to butcher this because this is Latin. Morris Vincent Omino, Omini, Death Conquers All. London, 1883, the veil between the living and the dead has thinned. Violet eyed mediums commune with spirits under the watchful eye of the Royal Speaker Society. And 16 year old trans autistic Silas Bell would rather rip out his violet eyes than become an obedient speaker wife. After a failed attempt to escape an arranged marriage, Silas is diagnosed with veil sickness, a mysterious disease sending violet-eyed women into madness, and shipped away to Braxton's finishing school and sanatorium. When the ghosts of the missing students start begging Silas for help, he decides to reach into Braxton's innards and expose its guts to the world, so long as the school doesn't break him first. Did you say violet eyes or violent eyes? Violet, as in the color. I, I thought so too, but yeah. But yeah, so I, I figured that one was one that Sarah would just like be dying to read. God. <laughs> it's just too bad because you did like the first one. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like an instant pick author for Sarah. And then I saw that came out. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be an instant pick for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> i do have an arc for it i do need to read it because it's coming out like in the next couple of weeks um and i think i'm getting like a special edition of it so i'm very excited why are you oh you purchased a special edition of it yes okay although oh i am getting my first well we're kind of getting our first physical arc but i don't think either of you are gonna read it but like i could be mistaken um and i've gotten to see the cover which I'm very excited about, but like I can't show you guys the cover yet. Why? Because it's embargo until October fourth. Oh. Is it, if so, it was for October... us? Does that mean we qualify? You guys could, but I don't want you guys risking spoiling and breaking the embargo. So. Yeah, all those other people I'm going to talk to and share it with. We are recording. Anyways, it's by. <laughs> It is uh, the same author who did A Dowry of Blood. That sounds like a fun time. Sarah, it was an amazing <laughs> book. Oh, Sarah's she did but she I didn't make you read it because... <laughs> but I have not made you read A Dowry of Blood, Sarah, because it was vampires. Oh, goddamn vampires are everywhere. Plague. They're coming back into fashion. As if they ever really moseyed out of fashion in the first well, place. They, they're coming back 
like hard. I hope anyways. I think they are looking into remaking it. Oh god, no, I was kidding. I said I think they are looking into possibly remaking Twilight. Oh god. But a dowry of blood is from the point of view of one of Dracula's wives and it's uh her letters to him. I think you mentioned that. I was like, wow, that's on I did. I really liked it. That's something I would enjoy. You would. I would. You should get it and read it. I have a very lovely copy of it with sprayed edges. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, okay. Since I'm clearly losing your guys' attention very quickly. No, I'm Let's answer attention. some more questions. Oh, you're such a fucking liar. <laughs> so, what? Love. What Halloween fall horror book do you wish you could read again for the first time? I love our answers on this. <laughs> we could all say it in one, two, three. I could totally Are disrupt this because to? you've clearly oh, not you, looked at my answers. I haven't but... looked at your answers because you didn't give them to me until this afternoon. <laughs> and I have, since you sent it, managed to drive here to the house sitting location, set up my computer and start this conversation. So I have not had the opportunity. So you didn't give the same answer as us? How dare you? N- no, no, no. Your your answer is also one of my answers, but it's not my first answer. Uh, um, I had a small list, but... Go ahead. You two say what your favorite book, what book you would wish you could reread again for the first time. The Luminous Dead. Luminous Dead. Oh, you're such a party pooper. Sarah's the party Luminous the party. Dead. Well, if you haven't yes, figured that out All yet. of us exp- that you're a party pooper? Yeah. I figured it out. I just pushed you forward anyway. Party pooper extraordinaire. I don't know. I I think it's her unofficial podcast title. Mm. <laughs> it could be my official. Sarah, one we just you're not co-host. You're titles. Sarah. Resident Sarah, party, pooper. party pooper extraordinaire. No, party pooper extraordinaire. I'll get it mm-hmm. made into a t-shirt and give it to you. Okay. <laughs> I'll make I mean, sure it's like, do... like a vivid red yellow ish color. Which would be orange. I feel upset after I said it. Color theory. Um I know, it's so amazing. Uh but so I actually listed three different books that I would enjoy reading again. One is an arc I just finished reading, which is called Murder Road by Simone St. James. Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia, and then The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starlin. Because I couldn't pick just one that I wish I could read again for the first time. Yeah, you gave much more detailed answers than I did. Yeah. Have you have you looked at what Kim's answer is to desired gift card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I was like, "That's 
That is the most helpful answer I have ever read, short of there being like no answer, which would be, of course, the best option. I legit, for the, the listeners, the way you phrased it was a bit vague. Would you rather have $10 or a $15 gift? How is that? It's a logical question. Okay, so my desired gift here. card, ten or fifteen. Well, I have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. So for anyone who's in doubt, um, can I desire a fifteen dollar gift card? Over a ten dollar gift card. <laughs> and the implied question was, what kind of ten to fifteen dollar gift card would you like? Well, that may have been your intention, but you said desired gift card, ten fifteen. <laughs> I didn't say 10 or 15. I said 10 well, to 15. I'm sorry. All of your questions on this were really hard to follow. I failed a usability test. I fully recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, your answer, I was just like, oh, yeah, nope, I can see. Like, I was trying to make the like questions as open-ended as possible, but I guess I made them too open-ended. <laughs> However, I will say... Sarah got it. She said a Barnes and Noble or Target gift card. To be so fair, the first like... time I read it, I was like, what? But then I was like, well, you couldn't possibly be asking because no one's going to choose $10 out of the 15. So that must be the dollar limit you're referring to. So to whoever wants you know, because I haven't processed who got my name. Um bookstore this, this has really been throwing you kim it's like i know it, I when seen. there's a selection of three people and you cannot choose yourself and you know who you got there is only one person i, I cannot process it in my head exactly i know that's exactly I, I what can't. i said to her i'm like if i, still, I have I sarah and you can't get you or sarah because you have sarah oh, then no. who do you have I know, I can't process You it. have me, Kim, just to be clear. I know I Sarah do. Has... I know I do. It came through on Elfster. It told me. Sarah has you. Okay. Hi, Sarah. I have Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that answer and I just, I... <sighs> Clearly, because we are all like, like just laughing so hard over that one. Um, okay, so what about your guys' favorite, like, like, I don't want to say holiday drinks, because that'll just kind of, like, imply, like, Christmassy, and you guys will somehow imply that I, I said it wrong. So what are your things on a holiday schedule. I do not understand <laughs> this. Concept. I know, that's why I said favorite, cold or hot drink. Because I knew, Sarah, I knew you'd be like, I don't drink seasonal drinks, so the answer's none. We even Do asked seasonal color. I was like, what the fuck is a seasonal color? Like, your favorite color of this season. 
Why would I have a favorite color specific to a season? I just have favorite colors annually. It gave you the option to decide, like, green could be a seasonal color right now. So, like, making hmm. sure you weren't getting green. Okay. I am still confused as to the specificity of that. Or purple. What's wrong with purple? I like purple. It's if anyone gets you an... Yes, but it was so... If anyone gets you anything, they aren't getting it in a color you dislike. Okay. Well, Amberly, you have me, and you know I don't <laughs> like the color green. Everything else is acceptable. But, yeah, I was just like, really, Sarah, you had to pick the one, one cryptid that comes in this color other than Nessie like you you could have picked Nessie and Nessie would have come in green I think but then likely she would have come in blue because you know water I was say why would Nessie be green should have done Mothman I guess that one's black I love Mothman that's my favorite Kim's is Bigfoot for anyone wondering because that was one of the questions is I did ask what is your favorite cryptid I, I don't have a favorite cryptid. I just said. Bigfoot. You get so excited whenever I buy you Bigfoot stuff. So like. I do. Love don't Bigfoot. pretend like you don't get excited about Bigfoot. <laughs> I should have just said some totally normal creature. I go up to like our property horse. and and I start the every every visit going okay Bigfoot it's time for you to stop step by and and knock on my tent you know strike and peek in on me, but he never comes. So I don't know if he really exists. I'm sad about it. I mean, I don't think the odds are particularly favorable for that. But, you know, whatever no, brings joy to your life. I'm to see a bear, which is just disappointing. I kid, I would love to see a bear. Okay, so now I'm kind of curious for you guys. I have a list of the 50 best horror books of all time. I gotta get to the end of this list. Uh, that's number 28. I'm curious as to what you guys think the best horror book of all times is. On that list? Yes. Or, in my opinion. I don't fucking know. Both. It's awfully subjective, you know. Yeah. I would guess it's probably a Stephen King. Well, I mean, like, is it modern, though? Or is it just, like, out of all literature that's ever been compiled and saved on record? It, it's um, out of all, like, just 50 best of all time. Probably <clears throat> Frankenstein. What do you think, Sarah? I don't know. Probably some literary one that I haven't read. So... The number one, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to start at number three. I was going to say, please don't start at 50. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> number three is The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. That's why you started at three. I did that, that, yeah. Number two is The House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. Never heard of it. Uh, it's like a haunted house kind of thing. Okay. And number one 
is It by Stephen King. Oh, hey, I read that one. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm trying to see if any other ones. So The Shining comes in at number four. Okay, you read that one. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Apparently Beloved by Toni Morrison comes in at number seven. Which surprises me. I didn't realize that fell into horror. But I guess it, it has a ghost story in it. Um, Let's see here. Dracula is number nine. Read that. Frankenstein's number ten. Read that. I don't know if you've read this one, but this is maybe one that would interest you, Sarah. It's called The Terror. By Dan Simmons. Was about. It's about the 1845 um, Franklin Expedition. Which is a, a ship that crashed in. 1845. Yeah. My in the Northwest Passage. Period. <laughs> yeah, but you seem to really like like. Or maybe it was Kim who really liked like sad expedition books. Me. <clears throat> so basically, it is over 700 torturous pages. Simmons elaborates on what few details we know, fleshing out a saga of murder, cannibalism, and suffering. Something deadly lurks out on the ice, but there's already enough monstrosity inside amongst the freezing, hungry crew members. The Terror is simply the best historical horror novel ever written. It'll put a it puts a chill in your bones. It makes you glad for the armchair you're reading in. Was that the one that we thought we remembered from when we were reading the one about in the Antarctic? Not that book, but yes, that's the expedition that I commented on, I believe. No, or one of us commented on. I both, remember you and I both thought we had read a book that was similar um, to... I don't think I've read I remember reading this description actually before. I don't, but I don't think I wanted to read like 700 pages of yeah. that, which is why I never actually got around to adding it to my want to read list. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to question this list because it then has Kindred as number 13. What is Kindred? Um, it is a science fiction novel where the temporal journey plunges Donna, a contemporary African-American woman, back in time to the antebellum south. The horror of the situation is all too apparent. There, Dana, Donna meets her ancestors and endures a disturbing relationship with Rufus, her friend-turned-master. As with all of Butler's works, Kindred is overflowing with meaning and metaphor, but it's most powerful when it connects Donna's personal torture with a broader cat. I'm going to murder you if you chew up my cord. Get out of my lap. Is that Leiden? Yes, it is. Yes. She was chewing on my brand new microphone cord. Microphone? Um, <laughs> microphone. Cord. <laughs> microphone. Uh, there was no microphone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, uh Donna's personal torture with the broader historical devastation of slavery. Um so, so I'm why questioning do you think that this being 
I just I'm surprised that it's considered horror. I noticed nope. the science fiction book and I noticed the historical fiction, but I have never seen anyone classify it as horror. I've heard amazing things about Octavia E. Butler. Was it, e. this, was it, what was it called? To a movie just recently. Oh, Kindred. Kindred, yeah. I don't know. I think it was. It might have been. I mean, In yeah, not even Goodreads has it listed as a horror. So maybe this list has taken a real loose definition of horror. Well, the movie is classified as mystery horror. Oh. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll come back to that, that one then. Maybe we'll... Oh, see, the, yeah, this one classifies the movie as a 2020 British mystery horror drama. Hmm. Um. Let's see here. Are there any other ones on this I list mean, that I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. The Only Good Indians came in at number 19. Okay, we read that one. The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde comes in at 21. Then Pet Cemetery at 22. Okay, read that. And then, and I'm so annoyed because this one totally misled me. Um, the Last House on Needless Street by Katarina Ward. I absolutely loved it and I have not liked any of her other books. Aww. Which you've read her, Sarah. Yeah, the sundial. Yeah. Catriona. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I see any other ones. World War Z comes in at 28. I, read that I just one. bought that. But I got it Tender is the Flesh is at 31, which is a really good book, but massive body horror. Did you say hush to listening to World War Z? No, I said bluch to Tender is no. the Flesh. Oh, okay. Tender is the Flesh. Uh, Interview with the Vampire comes in at 34. Bird Box is at 37. Interview with the Vampire? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got vampires, but... Yeah. What? Vampires fall under horror. <laughs> Automatically. So what if you have and, a rom-com with vampires? Is it a rom-com horror? Just because they're just so yeah. horrifying. Oh my god, have you seen also, like, have you Watiti's uh, horror with the vampires? What we do in the shadows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> god, so good. The movie or the show? The show. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh my god, you have to watch the movie. That's the original okay. one that yeah. Yes, it's so good. I mean, I love the show too, but like the movie. But yeah, have that's, you seen the spin-off? Comedic horror. No, what's the spin-off? Uh shit. Wellington Paranormal PD something. Where it's just the police officers dealing with paranormal activity, but like in the most prosaic way. It's great. <laughs> Um, 
but yes interview with the vampire is considered horror i mean there are some pretty graphic like scenes and like horror-esque elements in it Hmm. so it's been a long time since i read the book so have you seen the new interview with the vampire on hbo i haven't no it was so horrible I've never had any desire to watch like I watched like adaptations one episode. of that. Yeah. Mm. It was so bad. And then um Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury is on here at 45. I feel like I've read that. Another one. another one that, that we've read is on this list at 46, and that is The Hunger by Alma Katsu. Oh, I don't think any of us would have put Oregon that in the top 50. <laughs> Not Oregon yeah. Trail, Donner Party. Yeah, oh well, I mean, they were headed that time period. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's that's it of titles that we know off of this list. Yeah, or that I know that we know off of this list. Options for the most part. <laughs> it was some weird Well, this was Esquire's. Yeah, uh, it yeah, was but- Esquire. I, I can always try to find another list if you want. Cannot be trusted, apparently. And it's still <laughs> another, you know, somebody put together a list. You know, lists are obnoxious. Well, let's see here. This is a shorter list, but I won't share it because it is Juniper Books. 10 terrifying contemporary horror novels read to read before Halloween. So the first one that they recommend is The Troop by Nick Cutter. Again? Talked about that one. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm assuming that one. And then there's The Hunger by Alma Cat. I'm really concerned that people bail, find that one scary. Bail out. We already know that this is just a crap <laughs> list. That's so high up. There's then The Outsider by Stephen King. I've not read that one. Another author that we've read, Lock Every Door. And in fact, I think I we read like, that one. Did we I, read did not, we read yeah, that as, this, as a group? No, I don't think so. Well, we've read it. But another I think Riley it's one Sager. that you lent me. No, we read Riley Sager. Because we discussed how we were surprised that Riley Sager was uh male and not female. And it's the one where like they were counting down the like their bank account. Counting down their bank account. Yeah. Like she was counting down how much money she did or did not have. Was there anything well, else going on in the story? That was the one that was in the, the, the ancient hotel and she was hired yeah. in to stay in oh the Oh my room. god, yeah. really. Of all of the details that went on in that story, counting down you her bank remember, account. You gotta remember Amber's anxiety with money at that point. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amber was having triggering moments every time she opened that book. So not the harvesting was. people for their organs. No, 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 no. no, she didn't have enough money to survive. The things that terrify me are very different than other people. Oh, um, God. The next one, I don't know. It's uh, the uh, the invited by Jennifer McMowan. Uninvited or invited? Um, the invited. Like, hmm. an invitation. Um, the next one after that, which is actually really, really good, 
is the twisted ones by t kingfisher i think you would really love that one kim highly recommend for you sarah you would hate it don't go near it <laughs> i think you've mentioned it to me on multiple occasions yeah What's it's, about... it's, a, uh, it's a portal to another world secrets beings in the woods monsters mountain monsters creepy house southern charm Yep. So, springboarded from Thomas McCann's, McCann's, McCann's short story, The White People, our protagonist finds more than just dead bugs and creepy dolls when tasked with clearing out her grandmother's hoarder house. Lovecraftian horror with a truly Appalachian flair, The Twisted Ones is a deeply unsettling thriller. Uh-huh. Kim, you would love it. Sarah, you you would be bored by it. Full stop. Although the the dog interactions because the main character has a dog are hilarious best depiction of a dog owner ever (laughs) i could have just read the dog owner interactions the entire time and i would have been happy Uh, number seven is violet by scott thomas i don't recognize that one uh then number eight is the only good indians Number nine is Mexican Gothic. Number 10 is My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones again. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you telling me they put the hunger at number two? Once again, we must bail out. This list is compromised. This list is compromised. The hunger at number two. I thought it was counting down. It was counting up. Maybe, maybe the PR group for this book just like paid off a bunch of people to put their shitty book near the top of the list, but not at the top because I'd be too suspicious, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Let's see here. Does this one? Are we just going to read lists? No, 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 no. I was just trying to see if I could find a better one. This one has more books that I recognize. So again, I wouldn't describe them as horror. Well, I mean, they're horror, but like, but people find scary. I'm a little concerned about. Yeah. Um, Says the girl who found the whole countdown, the bank account. (laughs) Truly harrowing. I did! Like, the rest of it was not scary. I was actually about to say, I don't think I've actually read a horror book that has scared me. Like, some things have grossed me out, but nothing has terrified me. Um, Other than, you know, being triggered by a bank account being counted down. So I find uh, that horror more scares me under the circumstances because like the book we just read. Which we're going to be discussing. Which we're going to be discussing. Because of where I'm at right now, I had to read it during the day. I couldn't read it at night. But not because it was scary. It wasn't particularly scary, but... It was the I'm nine windows. Here. It's... it. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten windows two doors and it's probably 200 square feet (laughs) maybe 285 square feet i don't know why it's so funny because the last time you had a book properly scare you was when you were in a hotel in korea Mm, well you know 
Which hotel was it in Korea? That that hotel was creepy. I think it was more the hotel than anything. Oh, no, no. It was most definitely the hotel. But you were like, I can't read this right now because this hotel is creepy enough on its own that I don't need, like... I think it was the only good Indians that we were reading that you were in Korea. I could not the, t- the toilet, like, ran by itself or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was... That was the hotel that when I checked in, when I went up to my room, the door just, I put, I held the key up because, you know, they yeah, it just opened and the door just opened and I just went, nope, 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 nope. And then I was by, I was in the death zone. I was right near the emergency exit and it wasn't locked. And in every room, because this is the law in Korea, there's a rope. You know why they have a rope? So you can lower yourself out the window if there's a fire. But also giving, you know, the the mass murderers a rope to tie you up with. (laughs) Korea. I love Korea. I really do, actually. It was very nice, but that Those roving packs of mass murderers always gotta watch out for them when you're in Korea. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Okay. I think we have more than enough content at this point. Um, Let me just double check if there were any other questions to go over. Other than I did also like Kim's favorite hot drink. Um, Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Uh, You know what, actually, uh, your favorite fall smells. We'll end with that. Like Like, what is the smell that you need in your life when it's this time of year? believe you're making me read this out of my contacts in i don't know that you put it on there it was that question i added on she did because i read it on hers fire fire sarah i put campfire woodsy okay i put cinnamon (laughs) pumpkin vanilla campfire (laughs) <laughs> not all together but like those are the, the four smells that like i like so yeah all right on that note we will be discussing the watchers in our next episode which is by am shine and is i guess kind of unofficially the start to our horror halloween books um we do have quite the array of books coming up let's see here i just want to confirm what we have we are going to be reading pinata by leopold gout gout got this gilded abyss by rebecca thorne and camp damascus by chuck tingle okay our intro and outro music is by grant newman and is called the battle of the nile from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts we'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms such as instagram or tiktok you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter you can also support us on bookshop.org our link is available via our social media you can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com We'd love to hear from you.